Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will Well, hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Hey, buddy. What you doing today? I'm reading the Bible every day. <laughs> every day, all day. <laughs> That's why we do Text Talk. Yeah. I wish I read the Bible every day, all day, but I, I, I do try to read it at least, you know, a little bit every day. But today we're going to read Psalm 8 again. Very good. I went and got my own copy of the New King James Version. <laughs> well, so, that's great. Well, now we can read along. Yeah. Psalm 8 from the New King James Version. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You who set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Well, that is just tremendous. To think about the glory of God, which we were talking about yesterday, uh, as maker, as creator, who has a majesty and a throne, which is above, and we were talking yesterday, beyond, transcendent of Mm -hmm. this creation. And so we certainly would not want to confuse the glory of the maker uh, with any of the stuff that he made or people that he made. And then we observe that some of the things actually listed in this psalm uh, would be those uh, things that have been idols, you know, in different cultures at different times, and whether it's the moon or the stars, even human beings, you know, the carvings of people or people like totems such as that. People tend to worship, create something, worship it, but... but that ought not be. Well, I tell you what what you're saying there puts me in a little bit of a different direction, talking about worship. Uh, today, we don't necessarily have as much of that kind of, at least not here in our country, of that idolatrous carvings, statues yeah. kind of worship. We don't. We the, There will be statues in our society, monuments, etc. Yeah. But you don't really we see don't, people worship yeah, them. We don't see it's, them it's, it's not part of the religious culture yeah. so much in the West. I'll tell you what we have. We have actually what it has always been, self-worship. Mm. We've just gotten rid of the statues. We've gotten rid of, of making up religions that allow me to worship myself. Because you know, if you go back to so much of that idolatry in the past, sure. this man-made religion, mm-hmm. it basically puts what I want mm-hmm. at the at the heart of it. I get to, I mean, so much of it was involved with sexual pleasure. So much right. of it was involved with how I'm, you know, g- going to be rich and blessed or how I get to be in control and all of those kinds of things. Uh, and so all of the... It makes ourselves gods. Makes it makes ourselves gods. gods. Even yeah. while saying, no, there's this, there's this other God, they, right. they made it about themselves. Now, of course, the interesting thing is, is that there was this seemingly idea that also went along with it that, yeah, but we at least have to sacrifice something. And uh, they never mm. did want to sacrifice themselves. You know, they, they would sacrifice their animals. They might even sacrifice their babies. Their babies. Very oh, sad. The worship of Molech. The worship of Molech. Uh, but they would do that in in order to serve that God. But it was really all about self. Yeah. 
today we've gotten in our culture we've gotten rid of the the statues and the deities mm-hmm. and we're just worshiping self not that we bow down but we just hey, whatever i want yeah i get to be what i want i get to define who i am my identity is what i say it is oh well, I, that's gone to a radical level it, you know even in the last 10 years people want to say well i'm i'm a different gender i'm a different sex i am what i want to be i get to do what i want to do i get to go where i want to go um, and it's, it's self-worship. It's, it's as if I am God. And Psalm 8 actually deals with that also. Mm. In fact, that's as David mm. in this next section, you, he, he says the very first statement, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic or how excellent, excellent. Yeah. is your name in all the earth. Out of the mouths of babies and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to still the enemy and avenger. Now, it may be, and I, I've heard others say, and, and I've read, and it may be that what David is doing is say, I can look at the expansive universe, and I see the glory of God, and I can look at the tiny baby, and I can see the glory of God. I think, however, Andrew, that David is saying something a little different from that. I think as we go on in the psalm, he's going to talk about how amazing it is that God has crowned man with glory and honor and given him dominion over the works of God, that it's that he's a little lower than the angels. It's that, that yeah. the glory that man has is not commensurate with who and what he is. Yeah. And I actually think that right here, we're actually dealing with some of that same concept, that that any victory that man has, any any vanquishing of God's foes, is because of God, not because of man. We as men, we as men and women, we as humans are actually nothing more than babies and infants in the presence of God. And so whenever God uses us to accomplish anything, he is working through the hands of infants, toddlers. And so teasing that out a little bit, infants and toddlers in the sense of our knowledge is so small compared to God's, our our power, strength, our, strength, our power, yeah. so limited. We are completely dependent upon him. Left to our own devices, we would uh, cry, nothing. cry and perish. That's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> right. We are completely and utterly dependent. Okay. We, As an infant is completely and utterly dependent on his parents, mm-hmm. we are completely and utterly dependent on God. Here's an idea. Okay. Some would suggest that this psalm was actually written in context of David's defeat of Goliath that it is a meditation on and a thanksgiving for the victory that he had to still the enemy and the avenger, to vanquish the foes of God. Now, obviously— Is that because of this, uh, what the, the ascription at the beginning? Something about Gath? No, no. I, well, th- they may include that, but what I have heard is that it's more just this verse right here. Oh. That, that David is— memorializing some victory. Hmm. And as they consider the great victory that David had against the foe of God, mm-hmm. and especially here, remember what Saul called David when David said, hey, I'll go take him on. Saul said to David, well, you're just a youth, youth. right? You're just yeah, a youth. youth. He's been a warrior since his youth. Yeah. And in the Psalm, David takes it one step further. You, you know, you were right. I'm a youth. I'm a babe. I'm a babe. I, you know, I'm, ah. I'm not only a youth, I'm a child, mm-hmm. but but it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about God. Mm-hmm. And so God is always, no matter who is stepping out onto the battlefield, God is always using an infant, 
a toddler because we are absolutely and utterly dependent upon God. David didn't win the battle with Goliath or anyone else if this psalm was written at some other time. David didn't win that battle, didn't silence the enemy and the avenger because David was amazing. He did it because the God whom he served is amazing. So this idea then of out of their mouths, which I guess I would read and think of what praise, adoration, would be going to God for his working through them or on their behalf. Yeah, whatever it is that the the babies or infants say or do, it comes from God. And so, yes, they turn around and they give this praise to God. Okay. And so who's the baby and the infant? Mm -hmm. Well, I am. So You are. Yeah. Uh, And also, as I'm looking at this scripture, there's a um, cross-reference where some of these words of the psalm appear again. Um, in in the life and ministry of Christ, it's on the occasion of his triumphal entry, heading into Jerusalem, uh, and the, the crowds are gathered around and they're giving him the hosannas, much to the frustration of the religious leaders and of the Pharisees. In fact, in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 14, he's gotten to the temple and cleansed it. It said, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Said to him, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, yes. Have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants? You have perfected praise. And so there's something messianic here as well being fulfilled. Well, I I think when I grasp Psalm 8 and I grasp what David is saying there, I think it gives me a little perspective on Jesus' point. Jesus is not saying, oh, look, it was promised that one day little children would praise God. Mm -hmm. What he's pointing out is, uh, you guys are upset that these children are praising God, but don't you remember the psalm that said, we're all children. We're all infants. Any of us praising God are no better off than these children. Why would we limit these children from praising God when we are the same? And that actually ties into what we talked about yesterday mm-hmm. from the perspective of God. Look, I get it from my perspective and your perspective. Um, a three-year-old, a five-year-old seems far less mature than you and me seems far less powerful than you and me, far less wise. But from God's perspective, looking down through the heavens at us, and he sees your maturity and my maturity versus the maturity of a Mm 10-year-old, from God's perspective, the difference between our maturity, not all that much. (laughs) And so Jesus is saying, why would I stop? If I was going to stop them, I'd have to stop you. We're not much better. Hey, I think you've got that going on. I think also when you look at the rest of Psalm 8, excuse me, and verse number 2, because of your enemies that you have silenced the enemy and the avenger, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. And I, I... recognize that that part is not quoted in Matthew. Mm -hmm. But the rest of that verse um, also seems apropos for the occasion because the Lord has just cleansed the temple. He's (laughs) called, you said you've taken my house and made it a den of thieves. And uh, now he's being praised by the children. And, uh, you know, this verse says, well, that praise comes with this victory over enemies that God has worked. 
the praise of the children silences the cursings and the the folly and foolishness of the enemy. Exactly, as, as they, exactly. As they see and they understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I have no doubt that this ties in a little bit with Jesus' statement that God has given this wisdom not to the wise, mm. but to mm-hmm. those that the wise would consider foolish, which Paul himself picks up on in his letter to the Corinthians. That, that yeah. God chooses the things that the world views as right. shameful and weak and foolish. And in the end, all of that puts to silence the wisdom and the power and the strength of all those who view themselves as great. Boy, that that um, that makes me think there then about a danger of pride. Mm. Uh, that when we lose the appreciation that we are small and humble, need to be childlike before God, we're going to get ourselves in all kind of trouble. Mm. I, absolutely 100%. We are babies. We are infants. What victory we have is because we are utterly dependent upon God. Yeah. And he has granted it. And therefore, we give him the thanks. We give him the glory him the at every time. It's I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing this because I'm standing on my own two legs. I'm yeah. doing this because I'm standing on legs God has given me. Mm-hmm. I'm not breathing in and out because I'm so great at breathing. I'm breathing in and out because this is how God has made me. It's it's his strength. It's his power. I give him the glory and the thanks. We're just babies and infants. Thanks so much yeah. for listening in today. We'd love to hear what you're learning from Psalm 8 or any any other Bible reading you're doing right now. You can email us at texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. That's texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And let's go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. God and Father, thank you so much for loving us, for caring for us. Thank you, Father, for using us to accomplish your victory. Just as you did with David over Goliath, just as you did with Moses over Pharaoh, just as you did with Jesus over death, you use us, even now, to conquer your enemies. And Father, as we conquer and as we are victorious, may we always turn and give you the glory and give you the honor and the praise because we are just babies and infants utterly, completely dependent upon you. We can do nothing unless we, like a branch, are planted in the vine of your Son, Jesus Christ. And by the strength he gives us, may we have victory today. We love you so very much, Father. Thank you for loving us first. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.